scary girl. Hi, everybody. Hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Greg. Hey! And this This is Dead Time Stories. A weekly podcast where Sarah and I get together to talk about ghost stories, true crime, mysteries, cults, conspiracies, the supernatural, paranormal, or even just the generally eerie, weird, spooky, strange stuff that we want to talk about that week. Why is that, Sarah? Because it's our show and And not yours. And as you may or may not know, get ready because it's Guestoberfest. That's right. It's Guestoberfest. Guestoberfest. Audio track that we're going to, we're going to play it every time. Every time. So if you're new to the podcast, stop. Go, go back, back to the beginning. Start from the beginning. Don't even come in here. We haven't even mentioned Greg yet. You're like, who's that? They just keep talking about themselves. Well, get out. Go start from the beginning. Okay? I, you're you're nice. I love you. Go away. Come back. Okay? Start from the beginning. Episode one. Grab my phone in my mouth a little bit. I was there in the beginning. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> so you should know that then. voice. That's that Greg. Voice. That's Greg. That's Greg Green. Hi, Greg. Hi, guys. How's We're it so going? We're so excited to have you. So we can't believe we've never had Greg on. We have talked about Greg, and Greg has a book that we've talked about. He is yes, a dear friend of mine. I've known him for many, many years, and here he is. He's on the podcast with us. He's our first guest for Guest Guest Fest 2021. It's seriously... It does feel like a weird fever dream because I could have Both of us were like, I swear Greg's been that here. you've been on the podcast before. But Hundreds tell the people about yourself, Greg. Who knew? Um, so I'm Greg. Uh, I've known you guys for such a long time. Stephanie, I've known you since college days um, and day. Sarah since okay. Philly days. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. No, I am uh, actually I'm a software engineer um, in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, that's actually a fairly new job. Look at me getting all well, fancy. Yeah. Career change. Yeah. I studied like film and television with Stephanie in, in those na- nascent days of yore. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I am really into science and stuff like that. I love the podcast. I'm a big supporter. Been there from the beginning. Yeah. Yes. I remember you guys were recording like your first two podcasts together and three I was visiting. The first three. Oh yeah. First yeah, three, yeah. 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 We ranked out the first three. So I remember being there when it happened. So that was really cool. Maybe that's why we thought you we were, were on, on at some point. It's because you were so there wild. when we were starting it. It's it's gotta be it. I've just I'm just so tied to this podcast. Aww. Right. And uh, also, you guys have promoted my book. We yes. Why don't you promote your book, Greg? I'm going to do a little promotion of my book. It's called The Rebel Planet. It's available on Amazon. Check it out now. It's a sci-fi space opera. Um, it involves a star explodes and um, the human race that has spread out across the universe is now engaged in a uh, basically a civil war. Um and uh, there is a rebel planet, and we follow some of the rebels who are fighting for their rights as humans, um, just to get, just to live, basically. Um, it it deals with like a world in in the midst of an environmental collapse, um, and it has magic and mystery and angels, and it's crazy. <laughs> And what you're saying is, it's fucking timely. Oh, oh it my is gosh! So fucking timely. So fucking timely. 
And I love uh, that it's a space opera. We both share a love for space opera. We gotta have you gotta have lots of you know epic battles in space, man. You gotta have people crying about lost loved ones and all that shit. You gotta have it. Gotta, gotta have it. it. Check out Greg's book, you guys. It's the Rebel Planet. It's on Amazon, it's right? On Amazon. It is on Amazon. Yes, it's on it Amazon. Is. I'm so excited. Uh, I've got lots of gigs going on uh, yes. for October. I am hashtag booked and blessed. And I am primarily, of course, doing Halloween nights at Eastern State Penitentiary. I am there every Saturday and Sunday for the rest of the run. I'm there on a lot of other days of the week as well. We run, I want to say it's for later in the season, it runs Tuesday through Sunday. I only work like the Tuesday before Halloween. I'm there most of the, like every friggin' weekend. I'm there most days. Hit me up if you want to go and see Judy Mae Best. She's a real, she's a real catch. And I can also now announce that this is out. Um, Snatcherella is breaking the internet was this, with it trying to announce who the season two castmates are. So Snatcherella is a nightlife competition here in Philadelphia. It is drag queens, cabaret artists, burlesquers. It is just open to all nightlife performers. And I have been accepted to perform and compete in season two of Snatcherella, which opens this Thursday by the time this comes out. Or this Wednesday, because this comes out on Thursday. This comes out on my birthday. Yes. Happy, Happy birthday, me. I was going to bring that up later, but you're just steamrolling. We'll talk about We're it. We'll, we'll come back to it. Um, but this coming Wednesday, October 13th is the opening of season two of Snatcherella at Ooh. Frankie Bradley's. And I have entered as my drag persona, Polly Wanda Cracker. Yay. So I'm very yes, excited to be competing and doing drag and burlesque for the first time in my life. And I'm terrified, but very excited. And I have lots of ideas. Um, but go to FrankieBradleys.com and you can get tickets there. You can also get them at the door. And yeah, I'm super freaking amped. And also a lot of... Um, other performers I love, like Jean Benet Trailer Trash and Little Piece, are also competing in this season. There are lots of other really, really great Philadelphia talents that I am so excited to be working with. And it's going to be really fucking cool. And I'm very excited. So I'm performing uh, most nights here in Philadelphia, uh, at least for like the next month. So it's going to be really, really freaking cool. Come see yes. some of the stuff I'm doing. Yay. Hooray. Your girl got gigs. Yes. So now, didn't you say you just booked something else as well? Oh, I have a my one night true tales from the tombs. Yeah, remember it's not the Poe show, but it's, it's the one in the, the cemetery. Show, but it's so cool. <laughs> yep, uh, October thirtieth, which is the Saturday before Halloween, uh, in Laurel Hill Cemetery here in East Falls, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You know where we are. Um, it's just a walking tour from six to nine and you get to walk around the cemetery and visit tombs where an actor is performing a piece that is about someone who is actually buried in the cemetery. And if you're not familiar, Laurel Hill is a very historic, just gorgeous cemetery. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Off and, of Kelly Drive. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's really fun to be out there in the chilly evening night. It's all spooky. There's fire pits and cider and spiked cider. Yeah. Uh, so it's a fun night. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Come out if you're available. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Those are the things we're doing. So if you live in Philadelphia or in the surrounding area, you should get out. There's things to do. Some cool shit in Philadelphia. Done. Come and say something. You know what to do. I'm into it. 
Bam. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready so to ready. do the darn thing? I'm ready to we stop talking and hear and Greg talk. Thing. Oh, I yes. know. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, hey Greg. Greg. Hey, Leslie. Y'all ready, ready to talk about some ghosts? Y'all ready to talk about some ghosts? Ooh. I am. Well, I'm, I'm ready, ready to listen about some I'm ready to listen about some ghosts, too. Some I'm stuff. very excited. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentle thems, I want to hand it over to our dear friend, Greg. Greg, what are you talking about this week? So we have only minor bits of ghosts, maybe, in this okay. one. But this is more of one of those, like, sci-fi, weird and spooky, um, and it comes from... My land of, of choice right now, which is Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Oh, yeah. Florida is scary enough as Florida, it is. Right. I'm like, Florida is already terrifying. So, so go I have for to, it. I do have to say that there is a book that's all about like haunted Jacksonville. And that might be like the next time I'm on, we'll just go through all of the Ooh. haunts and, and things like that. But this one um, is really interesting. I think it's actually super interesting recently because of all of the news that's been around about uh, the Pentagon has released all of those papers around UFOs. Yes. Um, and how uh, I think they call them unmanned aerial phenomena at this point. Oh, Something okay. like that. Whatever yeah, it's, it's like unmanned. Right. Yeah. They're like, we're not going to call it a UFO anymore because people automatically think aliens. So what it's we're going to say is flown by a non-human driver. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's doing that. That'll do it. In the skies. Um, so I, what's interesting is that like we got to see some of those videos of these objects that are doing like weird movements, right? And mm -hmm. they we know that that there's something going on. There has it's not like just um a fluke of of like the video or it's um like a bird or anything like sure. that, but it's definitely something that seems to have uh it's flying around and it seems to have some sort of intent and we don't know what it is. Mhm. Mm but we've had that all for a long time it turns out, right? Like those were th this was recently, but this story comes to you from the 1970s. Okay. Uh, okay. 1974 to be specific. Uh, and it is called the Betts Sphere, sometimes called the Betts Mystery Sphere, sometimes called the Betts Baseball. <laughs> ah. Um, so. Okay. Um, the Magical Mystery Betts Sphere. <laughs> it is. It's a magical mystery tour that we are going on. Uh, so this sphere uh, was examined by the Navy. It was examined by a blue panel ribbon, blue, sorry, blue ribbon panel of um, acclaimed scientists, uh, engineers, and um, just generally smart people. And they all concluded that there is something weird about this ball. But no one really knows what's going on. Um, so we'll start with where it was found. It was found out in Fort George Island. And actually, I brought some visual aids for you guys. So if okay, you want to good. pull up that, I have questions. Yes, there are there are questions to be had. I love it. Um, Greg sent us um, pictures in our email so that we can look at them while he's so talking. So that we can look at we them We will, of course, together. later post to Instagram. So the uh, 
the photos uh, uh, that you see of nature are the ones that, and obviously they're like high res and I I clearly took them from my phone. Um, So if you can look at those, those are going to be of a place called the Betts Tiger Point. It is a nature preserve. The Betts family is who we're talking about here, right? So they're seeing pictures of people. people. Yeah. So the first people that you see, actually, that's um, the first person is Jerry Betts. And Jerry Betts is a phenomenon of a person. This woman did so many crazy things. She was orphaned as a child. Um, She ended up raising six children of her own across a few marriages, um, compensating she, oh my goodness she had she owned a trucking company she had a patent mm-hmm. for I a tobacco harvester she um she helped invent a water purification system that is currently in use um i don't remember exactly where uh okay. and every dime she got she spent on land so she bought up all of this land. There's like 80 acres worth of land that was just given to the city, the city of Jacksonville to preserve nature. And like, it is beautiful. It is some of the prettiest photos I got a chance to take that place. Be scurry though, because they are giant spiders. Like, Oh, I was like, why? Oh, spiders. Well, and all, I mean, also kind of spooky. Mm. It's a little like, Ooh, ah, type of stuff. Right. Got you, it's a little, got you. It's a little ooh-ah. Um, but they lived out on Fort George Island. Um, Fort George Island is... So where I was, uh, was about like 15, 20 miles north. Fort George Island is probably another 10 to 20 miles uh, northeast of there. Uh, island just kind of off of uh, Jacksonville. And they had a castle. They called it a castle. Um, it was a very large mansion. Uh, on that island, and they own. A they good called portion. it a castle, but it, it well, was a, it was technically it was a very it's large a mansion. Well, well, because the first two that they built that they called castles fell into the swamp, so then, then they, they were like they built another one that, that one caught on fire and, and then, then fell, fell into, into the swamp. swamp, and they were like, we got to stop calling it that. This is a mansion, and then they called it a castle, and it was fine. <laughs> Finally, it was finally fine. Um, so, our listeners are loving that they do. They love that <laughs> reference. So the so on Fort George Island, she owned a huge section of pine forest uh, that they used for paper mill. Um, so it was like a cash crop. And uh, earlier that year, in 1974, a, a storm had come through, and there was sort of a spontaneous brush fire, which you're looking at the same place I'm looking at, right? This is swampland. How is there a fire? Like, that's what I, like, I'm already starting to question what's going on here, right? Because like, why was there a fire Mm -hmm. out in this area? I don't really get it. But they go out to check because it's their literal, like, that's money on the line, right? So they go out to check her and her son, Terry, um, I've heard him referred to as Terry Betts and Terry Matthews. Um, so I'm going to go with Terry Matthews because I think that's the right one. In any case, Terry is out checking out the, the, um, the burn areas and in a patch that is unburnt, he finds this metal sphere, which 
Doesn't it this look thing is crazy? Weird. It looks like a piece of candy, like a wrapped, like old candy. Like it something for sure does. Really wants and it's like factory. so. You should see the one, uh, the the picture that I have, um, where it's got Terry Betts sort of like lightly caressing the sphere. It's a black and white photo. He's like, yeah, she's touching it. This is honestly when you said you're doing this like sphere thing. This is not what I imagined. Right. So it to look like. Yeah. Like a do- like a gold plated dodgeball. So it's it is silver. <laughs> um it, it because it's made from stainless steel. We find that we we're we're jumping ahead a little bit, but that's okay. We can we can jump around. Um it's uh oh, okay. so it is a, a silver steel ball. It has no seams and no fill marks. So, like, usually if you have, like, if you're creating a ball, you fill it up with stuff and then you have, like, a little, there's a little mark on it that caps it off. There is a triangular chunk Mm -hmm. that has been taken out of it. Um, Whether it's just damage, um, because they did mention a lot of times that it kind of looked like it was scuffed up. Maybe it had, like, rolled around on some pavement or something like that. But it, so it's not a pristine ball. The photos here are not great, like, to be honest. So it's not like it came, you know, fresh from whatever right. factory it was made in. Like not from this flag factory, a bit. right? So anyway, <laughs> must be fresh from the sphere factory. There are there are thoughts about like, well, it's just a ball. It's like it's a big ball, right? It's not, but it's not that big. It's kind of like what would this be used in, right? And they 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 own or they they worked with a pulp factory. Um, and at the pulp factory, and there is one that makes paper in uh, Jacksonville that would use these types of balls to like, they're used to like clear out pipeways, but they went okay. there and they asked them and they're like, that's not anything that we would, we've never seen anything never seen like, anything yeah, like yeah that. it's a ball, but like, it's not like any of the balls that we have. It's not our ball. It's not our ball. So look, I would recognize my own ball anywhere, and that, that is, is not, not one it. of them. So it is extraordinarily heavy for how small it is. That thing weighs twenty two pounds, and what we find out later is that it's also hollow. Huh. huh. So let's get into sort of the the sequence of events because I haven't even gotten to what makes this thing so special. Terry takes it. He's got the, his ball. He's, you know, heading back to the house because he's like, why not? Wait, so is her name Jerry and his name is Terry? It is. It's the worst. Half the time I was oh, listening. Okay. I just no. wanted to make sure I was catching yes. that correctly. So the woman's name is Jerry. Jerry Betts and Terry Betts. And, and Terry's we'll say husband. Terry Matthews. No, Terry's the son. Terry, Terry Matthews. Matthews is the okay. son. He's a pre-med student. Um, so he's okay. like not – he's – He's an established person. There's, these guys are well-established people. They're actually very well-known in Jacksonville as, like, pillars of the community. Um, okay. Terry Betts had been – or not Terry, sorry. Jerry Betts had been on um, several city councils for various um, development projects. These are, like, well-known people. Um, and they're well-known for being pretty honest, good folk. That's the thing. Like, they – there's no reason for them to for them to have like, like be lying about, about they found any of these things, right? That's what makes this the perfect crime. It's it right? No one would suspect no, them. Suspect. So, but there's not a crime. There's just a <laughs> hot burning hot ball of steel. Burning hot is important later. 
we're going to get to the part where he, Terry Betts takes it home and puts it in his, in the windowsill. Like he's like, just sets it in the windowsill. He's like, he's like, in this weird, I'm gonna, what do you know? Look, look at this, my art. Look at this weird thing decoration. I found. It's art. This is art. Cut to a few weeks later and Terry has pulled out his guitar and he starts a strumming because he's like, I'm going to practice the guitar. And he's just strumming along, strumming along, and then bling. He's like, if I leave here tomorrow. Probably. That's that's like a, right? yeah, that's like right there, right? Um, so he. You know, he's just free burden. He's free burden, and he hits that note, right? Bing. And the sphere starts to vibrate. He hasn't touched it. It's just sitting in the windowsill, but it's rattling. So what is it made of that the sound waves affect it? He just hit that G chord hit- and it's like, <laughs> it hit that G spot, ah, hit that on, G the, spot. on the ball and the ball was like vibrating. Ooh, girl. Ooh. I was ooh. like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And that is just where the weirdness starts. Right. I mean, it started all, it was already weird, right. but like, let's like, Where did that in, ball come from? But like the behavior It's in an unburnt patch of a burned out forest. Like, how is it, like, in the middle of nowhere, right? This is so far out that, like, you're 20 miles from nowhere and then 20 miles again, right? It's... Yeah. So, like, what it's is it It's an act of God. Yeah. What, so... Only do it. So, they... It, it's, it's not clear if they contacted um, the Jacksonville record... Or if they just showed it to some friends and some friends had some friends and someone at the record found out. But yeah. Lou Egner uh, of the Jacksonville record is the first person to have actually written about the sphere. He calls up the bets and says, hey, I'd like to come out and see this weird thing you got. So what do you got for me? Right. And he comes out. He has his um, camera. He's got his little, you know pad of paper and he starts writing things down and and terry uh sorry jerry says to him well it it's not going to be worth it unless i just show you so she says here and she hands him the ball and he sets the ball down and she says just push it okay he pushes it forward and it rolls about four feet nothing out of the normal everything's fine what are we here for and then it turns to the right and it rolls about eight feet. And then it vibrates. And then it rolls right back to his feet. <laughs> oh, no. There is an alien inside of that hollow like thing. It, it, Y'all saw Men in Black? It was like the little sphere mm-hmm. that was on the cat's neck. Like, mm-mm. it's This is some Like, freaky. it's the galaxy is on Orion's exactly. belt. Like, Yes. It's totally. You know what's weird? This is the second time in the last twenty four hours that Men in Black has come into conversation. Oh, that is weird. Genuinely, this is so okay. I listened to two different podcasts, um, mostly for the information that I got. One was from uh, a podcast called Astonishing Legends, and the other mm-hmm. one, a local reporter created a six part like mini series podcast documentary called Oddball. Highly recommend both. What a good name for this, right? Thing. It's perfect. Uh, but she um, she goes into, like, depth on... Uh, I really preferred the Oddball podcast. I love Astonishing Legends, but um, 
the oddball podcast, it was like really well researched and like, she's like puts it out in steps and stages and makes it really clear to understand. Uh, but on Astonishing Legends, the one thing that they said was, we think men in black may have shown up about this ball because <laughs> later on it is reported from uh, Jerry that she was offered $750,000 one day after two men showed up in suits with what was stated to be Eastern European accents. So who knows? But so Lou Egner is like, this is some crazy shit. I got to write this up. And he, so he does. Seriously. It goes phenomenally crazy for 1970s. We're talking 26 known like art articles about this ball within a year. Wow. That's one every two wow. weeks. This is before the internet. This is before like major like television news and stuff like that. Yeah. So it wasn't like TikTok. Look at this weird ball in my yard and then it went viral. Right. This was like a bunch of news outlets. Like that was news. Like I'm like, going to get the this paper. This fucking wild. wild. I'm going to subscribe to this paper because I want to keep, I need up, to with keep up with this ball story. Right. So that's when the Navy gets involved. And we suspect that the Navy got involved because they heard about all of this news about this damn ball that's hanging out. And honestly, Mayport Naval um, Air Station is right there near Fort George Island. So it is pretty close. It And they be flying out planes all over the place. So maybe something of theirs fell off one of their planes and just okay. happened to land, cool. you know? See you. Um, so they want to they wanna know, if, is it ours? Probably they want to know, is it a bomb? Right? Like, because legitimately, this could be a bomb. We don't know. So. Honestly, and every time you're pushing it and it's doing that weird little circle thing it does, you're just turning it on again. Oh, yeah. You're, the, right? Like, you're just giving it more energy. Here's the other thing that it does. So, yes, it'll, it'll, it'll go all by itself. You can set it on. So they had a glass table. Set it and forget it. You could, they would <laughs> set it on this glass table. And you'll regret it. <laughs> oh, no, set it, regret it. Oh! Um, so they would set it on this um, glass table. And they're, you know, they're checking to make sure all of the levels are right and, you know, everything like that. But it's a sheer edge glass table, right? And it would roll all the way to the edge of the table and stop. And then it would go around the edge. Of, it would trace around the edge of the table Slowly making circles until what it got this back. Little Zumba, it was to the center. Fucking Roomba bitch, right? Doing? It is a. You know what? It's the Roomba prototype, and no one knew. That's why a little hole is they cut out like, of it. That's the they suction. Were like, this thing su- This thing is like terrible. This what room can is we do? Awful. Like, what if we? What if we put a vacuum on it? And they were like, "Oh, that'd be a lot cooler than if it just rolled around for no reason." Be a lot cooler if you did vacuum stuff. I guess that'd be cool. Oh be no! You know what it is? Do y'all remember those old school cat? Toys? Toys that were the plastic ball that had like a furry tail attached to it that you would turn on and it would just wheel See, itself some, around. Some cat, that's what that triangle piece is missing. Some cat already ripped, ripped the, the tail, tail off. Pulled that tail off. If only, if only we had had the tail, man, we would have known. 
We would have known. It would have been like, oh, been, right. Been like, oh, it's a cat it's toy. So here's it's the, a cat toy for aliens, but it's a cat alien toy. Cat. Here's the thing. There's a lot of, of those examples of like modern day tech that exists that, that didn't, didn't at, the at the time. This was like 50 plus or this was around 50 years ago. So like they didn't have that tech. Um, another thing that was really interesting about it is it had multiple um, magnetic poles. So that's not actually a super uncommon thing. But at the time, they didn't really know enough about magnetism, it turns out. And like, they were like, this is weird. It should not have multiple poles. Yeah. It's wild. One, there's another claim that one day um, they had taken it out into the lawn and they were walking it around and it was just out in the sun for a while and it got... They were walking it around. What? It's like it's a pet. Like it's a pet. It's like the they, oh, it's I, so weird. I gotta take my ball on a walk. I can't hang out, guys. The old ball and chain minus the chain. All ball, no chain. That's all ball, what it no was chain. missing. The chain. Now we know. The chain. Um. But anyway, so it it was out in the sun for a little while. It got hot, and they brought it in. To the house, and it stayed hot for three days. That's where Yeti got that technology. <laughs> That's, they figured it out. They got that double pain. That's what it is. It's, it's right there. Um, she said they got double peen. <laughs> double peen to go with the double one ball. Double peen with the one ball. One ball, double the peen. Sorry, Greg. We are derailing <laughs> your great. ball story. Um, so, naval... Air station, like maybe this is a bomb. We got to make sure it's not a bomb. Let's get this out here. Well, Jerry, she's a shrewd lady, is like, yeah, you can take a look at it. But after you sign this contract and after I get it insured by Lloyd's of London and like after all of these like stipulations, you have two weeks. You have to determine that it's definitely something of yours. Um, and you have to, you are not allowed to cut it open. And if you Whoa. can do that, then you can keep it. If you can't, you have to return it. So this is her being really smart, right? Like she's saying, okay, yeah. I'm fine with you doing the, the thing of taking my ball, but I want some assurances. You gotta be okay with getting your ball taken. Mm-hmm. So. They take the ball. They so how much the do ball. they fuck this up? They do ultrasounds of the ball, and then they call up Jerry and they say, "Hey, um, so our X-rays aren't really powerful enough to get through the ball, and we want to send it off." Now, there's a report that they may have wanted to send it off to Cape Canaveral or possibly just one of the bigger stations that uh that was nearby. And Jerry was like, was that in the contract? Not in my contract. Not in my yes. Contract. I don't That's think so. Right. Not in my contract. Oh my God. Yes, Jerry. So Jerry. Um, the uh so she's like, give me back my ball. I want it back. Uh and they send uh Chief Petty Officer. Um, I'm trying to find his name. They send a chief petty officer. He is actually reported, he's the one that comes up in in another uh article later on when they're talking about what the results of the tests were um mm-hmm. they said oh it's an inert ball there's nothing you know it's fine 
But the chief petty officer did say that thing's weird. It's weird. He he did give it credit for being weird. And he was like, it's weird. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. It's weird. So here's weird. the story, though. He's on his way to, to bring the ball to them. Jerry gets a call from the naval base. And they say. <gasps> what did they do to the ball? Whenever this this officer shows up, you need to tell him to call us immediately. <gasps> and she's like, oh, okay, I guess. Sure, when he shows up, I'll do that. Because 1970s, they don't have cell phones, remember? Just keep that in mind. Um, and so she right. hangs up. He she's shows like, yeah, up. sure thing. Yeah. He shows up and he's like, I got your ball here. And she's like, thanks. And he hands her the report as well as the x-rays, which that's kind of surprising because we weren't necessarily expecting to get those x-rays back. Um, mm-hmm. But she and we'll we'll go into what the x-ray showed. Uh, but she is, she's got this, she got her ball, she got her x-rays, and she says, oh, and by the way, the base called, and they wanted to talk to you. And he gets on the phone, and Jerry is reported as saying, he says, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, immediately, sir. And then he hung, hangs up, and he says, um, can I have the ball back? <gasps> Why? We don't know. What? And but she let him have no, it? No, of course she did. Oh, she was like, she was like I uh, got the no, papers. the fuck you can't. I got the receipts. Ball is in my court, literally. Let's it's in my court. It's in my hands. It's in my possession, which is nine-tenths of Nine-tenths. She's, the woman knows her law. <laughs> so uh, he goes home, tail between his legs, because Jerry is a force to be reckoned with. She does not take your shit. Get it, Jerry. Right? Honestly. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready to hear how she stuck it to them. So all of that is done. Let's talk about those x-rays. Let's do it. The x-rays show that the ball is hollow. So we have just a, a, a ha- the, the ultrasound showed that it was about a half inch worth of metal. And then you had a hollow ball. With three orbs inside. What? But they didn't know what those orbs were. They couldn't determine that. Um, and we still don't know. They they did say that when you would shake it, there was like a little tinkling sound, like like a, a busted light bulb. Um, you know how it had that little like. Yeah. So they, they knew yeah. that it had that sound, but like these are pretty big orbs. And how are they not rattling around? It seems like there might be something suspended in there. Like it's filled with something. Hmm. But we also don't know what that is. And the other thing that we know is that it is emitting something. Because in another interview that she had, because this woman had interview after interview, there were calls. They, they said that their phone rang off the hook literally day in and day out. Yeah. They had people camping Everybody out. wants to know about they, your secret ball, Jerry. Tell us about yeah. your ball, Why are you Jerry? keeping it from us? <laughs> so. Show us your ball. Yeah. So. People are, you know, trying to get a hold of, of Jerry about this. And she's just like, I just want to know what this thing is. I just want to know what this thing is. And that's when the National Enquirer comes in. 
The National Enquirer, reputable paper, right? You know, everyone loves the National Enquirer. They were attempting to, like, improve their brand image. And they had created a blue ribbon panel of a bunch of different scientists. Um, So on the panel, I believe there was... uh, there was J. Allen Hynek um, is one of the major players in that. And if you don't know who J. Allen Hynek is, that man is deep in UFO discussion. He was actually on, he was in the movie uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Like he shows up in that movie um, because he invented the scale of the, the different types of Close Encounters that exist. Right. There's, you know, the first, the second, third, the fourth. Um, Is he the Richard Dreyfus of the situation? He is the Richard Dreyfus of the situation, basically. Okay. And yeah. he's responsible for Project Blue Book. Of the turd kind. Um, <laughs> Project Blue Book is is a Pentagon established. Um, they were doing like direct research on UFOs, extraterrestrials, aliens, abductions the whole thing at one point some of the research came out that like they were saying that their only conclusion was certain things had to have come from outer space and they literally had to burn it and he's been deeply involved with the government ever since uh now did he have any association with kelly's blue book (laughs) he'd be writing them cars he's like yes there's cousins he's you know he has a he has a little hand in everybody's little blue book everybody's little blue book he puts his hand on everybody's little ball and he oh did he put his hand on this ball he did he slept with this ball uh, tell me about how he handled this ball and slept with this ball so we're gonna go back to the blue ribbon panel we'll get there um, blue there's ribbon blue panel. Ribbon panel. There's a Kelly's blue book. There's a Randy's blue book. So much blue. So much Randy blue. So many balls. Ball. What about blue balls? Blue ball. Oh my god! All the twists and turns of this story. It's just like a butthole. It's just like it. It's just like a butthole. <laughs> so <laughs> Jesus. And just like a butthole. Let's get right back on. Right back tracks. into it. We got to get right back into it. Just like a butthole. Um, all right. So uh, <laughs> we are. Uh, Blue Ribbon Panel at in New Orleans, Terry is sent with the ball. He's going to this Blue Ribbon Panel. They're going to take a look at it. Bunch, they're going to they're gonna be it. like, gonna it's a ball. It. Yeah. Yeah. He shows up to the the place where it's happening. It's a hotel where it's happening um, with his room ball. Where it's happening. The room where it's happening. He like hands it. He's handing it over to the testers. And a man comes up to see him and says, uh, you're... That your mom, Jerry, is in trouble. She's having a, like something, there's an emergency. She called us and told us to tell you to, you know, give her a call. Go, you gotta get back home. See what the fuck's going on. He calls, phone is off the hook, right? (gasps) Because, cannot get a hold of her. So he hops a private plane back to Jacksonville. Yeah. Oh no, but he leaves the ball. But he leaves the ball. No, no! Oh, Terry, no. you had one job. So he shows up. He's he's gonna get there. She's gonna be on her deathbed. He's gonna be like, "I'm here, I'm here, mom. What is it? What do you what do you have to say?" And she's gonna go, "Where's the ball? Do you have the ball." 
Is that what happens, Greg? Absolutely not. She's fine. Everything's great. Okay. <laughs> She's like, I was going to say, was it doing? a ploy it was- by the blue book people to get him to leave the ball? It, that's the only conclusion that I can come up with. Like, that is the only thing is that someone, maybe it was the inquirer. Maybe it was one of the people on the staff. Who knows? Maybe it was the men in black, right? We don't know. We don't know who they were. But someone wanted to separate the Betzes from that ball. He gets back. So he gets back to the the castle. Jerry's like, everything's fine. I don't know what's going on. Oh my God, you have to go back right now. So take another private plane back to New Orleans. He gets there. He sees the panel. They have the ball. They're like, all right, well, show us what it does. And he goes, oh, I can show you what it does. And he grabs the ball and runs out and just heads straight back yeah. home. He did Dang. not wait. Savage. He was like, get no. Get it, Terry. Get it. So um, they they go back home. They take their ball and leave. They literally take their yeah. ball and leave. And they go yep. back home and they're like, fuck all this. We don't want any of this. And so they basically stop like talking about it. But it wow. doesn't stop getting talked about. Because now J. Allen Hynek is interested. So he reaches out to the Betzes, says, I want to personally come and sleep with your ball. Mm. He really says that? Like, that's what he says? He was like, I'm going to offer you $1 million to sleep with your ball. It was just like an indecent proposal. It was indecent. And Demi Moore played the ball. Incredible performance. Oscar worthy. Oscar worthy performance as moving, the ball in this story. shaking, life changing. It's crazy how, as the ball, she can still manage to cry without showing any expression. And Terry and Jerry were both played by Woody Harrelson. Robert Redford was the guy who offered the million dollars to sleep with the ball. We got it. We got it all figured out. We've casted right? this thing, man. We're done. We've can you imagine this in your mind? This was, well, that movie was inspired by. The Beth Sphere. <laughs> it was inspired by the Beth Sphere. Little known fact. Stacey Dubosky wrote the screenplay. Oh my God. Get the fuck out. So he comes by to their house. She says, all right, well, you, he actually, so I believe he's from Ohio, um, but he, he wants them to ship the ball up to the, to him, but they're like, yeah, of no, course he does. we're not doing that. We, we already know what you're, what you're going to do. Like, we're not doing that. So he comes and visits them and stays the night one night. And that's the, the quote is that he comes and sleeps with the ball. But like, the point sure. is, is that he had to come to them. So he comes, he's doing some, some tests. He apparently was only supposed to, to interact with the ball while they were there. But Jerry at night, like she got up in the middle of the night and saw that he had taken it into his room and was like doing experiments on it. Mm-mm. Right. She shut that shit down, right? She shut that shit down. She was like, no, sir. Um, and so not in my house, Mr. Matthews. They did appear, uh, appear to have like a fairly decent relationship after that. There was a, there was, you know, like regular chats between the two of them. I think they corresponded via, um, you know, like letters and such. Um, but he did get some samples from it. And that's where we discovered that it was made from stainless steel 431. That is one thing that we definitely know. But 
it doesn't necessarily make sense because we have the weight of the ball, we have the dimensions of the ball, and we know what its material is made of. And though none of those actually add up, like the weight, it's too, it's either too heavy or too light for it to be made of that material. Mm-hmm. Enter Interesting. A, another similarly named person, which is excellent, right? We just need one more person to be similarly named. So it was J. Allen Heinick and uh, James Albert Harder. Uh, he is a huh. professor emeritus at Berkeley. He was also on the Blue Ribbon panel, a researcher at APRO, which is another UFO type of thing, right? And he was able to come by on, on a number of occasions. Um, he was the more liked of the two. Did he, he sleep with the ball? or He, he did not sleep with the ball. <laughs> he just came and visited okay. a couple times. He just fooled around with the ball. Right? Um, he was like, I can wait. Just want to touch it. Just the tip. So right in its little trial. They just went bowling. He just fingered the ball. So he got a, to take a look at and, and do some scrape samples as well. He said Yeah, he got some scrape samples. He said that it had an atomic that it had a trace element with an atomic number that was impossible. So <laughs> what? at the time, the atomic number was I think at like 105. He was saying it was okay. well over 140. That doesn't even exist in a lab today. Huh. All of those. So there's not even a name for it. Are highly like unstable elements that are radioactive. So when Jay, so J. Allen Hynek was writing papers and, and being talked about in the press, and he said he wanted to cut open the ball. James Harder was saying, you cut into that ball, and no one in a 30-mile radius is going to live through it. Wow. It and is they've just been taking explosion. it on walks in their backyard. Just walks right? in their backyard. Well, and think about it. Radioactive materials often emit heat for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. What if, when they were playing with it, they exposed some of these radioactive materials, and they—that's wow. why it was heating up. Hmm. So that is pretty much where it ends, unfortunately. Really? Where is well, the sphere where's the now? Ball now? Where is the sphere today? That's the big question. Because what? Yeah, I know, right? Like we don't even know where it is. So they did. They did do Stop one. It. It's more. buried with Jerry. They did do one more test. Uh, they did do one more X-ray of of the thing, and they saw that it had a seam in it this time. And so Jerry was convinced that it had been swapped. <gasps> but who swapped it? And when? Yeah. And and how would we ever know? There are three clear instances that we know of where it was out of their possession for long enough that someone could have changed changed it out and around people with the motive to do so. We have that first instance at the naval base when they took it for a couple weeks to test it. No reason Mm -hmm. they could have, they couldn't have just sent it back as a, as a faked ball there. The Betzes don't believe that from what I, from what I gathered because it It was was still doing stuff. And he asked, 
you know, oh, can I take the ball back? And she's like, no. And he's like, exactly. Oh, fuck. There's, okay. there's, fuck, yeah, good reasons, right? So then there's the time when they're at the blue ribbon panel. Mm-hmm. But that seems less likely too, right? Because J. Allen Hynek was on the blue ribbon panel. Why would he come back to investigate the ball if he knew that it wasn't a real ball anymore, right? Like, what is the point of that any, at this point anyway? To keep up appearances. Yeah, I was like, because he didn't have, how would he have been able to make a replica it and not, like, bring it into the house with him where they would see well, when he was coming to visit to swap it? They probably hadn't seen it at the, um, they only had a few days while while Terry was was back in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So were they even able to make a replica of it at the at the blue ribbon panel? We don't like yeah. they had only had it for a small amount of time and they they'd never actually seen it before to be able to replicate it. So maybe yeah. they were able to replicate they were able to get what they needed from the ball at the blue ribbon panel and then it was Heineck's job to come and do the deed, right? To actually replace the ball. Yeah. So it's Final so much, piece of right? information. Give it to me. 2016. Heineck's son is reported in, or I think he posts a thing in, like on a thread on a board about Jalen mm-hmm. Heineck and says, yeah, we used to have this uh, weird sphere in our house that was from a Florida UFO thing. Just out of the blue. And there are, there are people who are fanatics of this story. They've been story. like following They've this. They've been following, following this story retweet, forever. Retweet, love, love. And so they're just bombarding him. And so apparently, so Oddball Podcast, they talked to him about it. He said that he, you know, was talking to his brother. They, you know, wishy-washy, they don't know for sure. But there's that very distinct possibility that it is with wow. the Today, Jerry doesn't speak to anyone. Yeah. So both the Oddball podcast and the um, the Astonishing Legends podcast only had secondhand accounts. Relatives of Jerry, people from Jacksonville, they got interviewed. But really, Jerry is just not someone who wants to talk about this anymore. Yeah, and she got screwed. They took her ball. You're right. She did. Like, they, she only ever wanted the truth. And yeah. She was regularly treated horribly through this whole this whole process, right? Like yeah. the whole family yeah. was treated horribly. And honestly, sometimes even the news was treating her horribly because they they were, you know, being extra skeptical of them when and saying that they were claiming that it was something that it was that that they weren't claiming. They they were yeah. saying that these these Betzes here are, you know, crazy saying that they have a space ball and the bets has never made that claim right they're just saying they're like it's space ball the sequel watch out so i if you want to hear more i would say absolutely check out the oddball podcast uh came out actually i think it came out did i say 2016 i think it came out in 2019 um, so not that long ago. Wow. And uh, really interesting. And it's just one of those things where like, this is a, just a ball. In the end, it's just a ball. Simple as anything. You've, you know, you've, 
it's not like an uncommon item, but why is it so hard for us to figure out what it is? Why? Yeah, that's what's crazy. Why can't anyone make a claim that's that's that matches what goes on with these properties? Like, and then yeah. why is the government so interested in it? And why did somebody have to sleep with it? All the questions we'll never get answers to. I think to. we know why someone wanted to sleep with it. Because someone wants to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Someone will sleep with rule, anything. Rule 34. There's always, there's, always some, there's always some sex fiend out there. If you think of a porn for it, it already exists. It already exists. That's rule number 34. There it is. And somebody already had a porn for finding a magic ball and like... Putting it, it places. So that's my story, you guys. That's crazy. Wild. Who knew one little ball could cause such a stir? Lance Armstrong. Oh. This oh, ball knew. is on He knew fire. one ball could cause such a, Oof. such a stir. He did cause some troubles. That was, that was, uh, that was wacky. How did you know wow. about that? Wow, yeah. So I listened to Astonishing Legends on the regular. Um, yes. Theirs, I think, came out in 2016. Um, and then the oddball came out in 2019. But... Uh, I just heard about it, and I think I was in Jacksonville because my sister lives here. Um, I was visiting yeah. at the time, and I happened to hear that podcast at the same time. So I was like, oh, connections. And I just remembered yep. it. And now that I live here, I was like, oh, I can go like see the room where it happened. I can go to the, you know, <laughs> the island yeah. and stuff like that. So um, wow. from me to you, there's a crazy-ass story about, you know, Florida man finds a ball. Honestly, that is, I was just, it's not anything I ever would have. You can't write. You can't make this stuff up. You can't make it up, man. You can't make it up. That's Thank you. All right, Greg, starting Guestoberfest off on such hey, a weird foot. Greg, thank you so much for coming to Guestoberfest. 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 I want to thank everybody for listening for us today. Yes. If you want to contact us, we have so many ways to do that. You can email us at deadtimestories with a Z at gmail.com. You can give us your money by supporting our Patreon. We have patreon.com slash deadtimestories. Yep. We have our website, which is deadtimestorieswithaz.com. And of course, one of the best ways you can help us is by giving us a five-star review on iTunes and all your other podcast streaming services. Greg, uh, where else can the people find you? Uh, I'm at Gregars on Instagram and buy my book. Buy my book. Buy my yeah. book. Yeah. Greg Green, uh, the, the Rebel Planet, available on Amazon. Yeah. Greg, thank you thank so much. Thank you so much, guys, Greg. You're the best. I can't wait to come back for the next Guestoberfest. Right. Yes. Good, 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 Guestoberfest. Oh, this has been great. Thank you so much for So coming. glad we're here. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for starting us out on a weird, eerie foot. I'm ready for it. We're going to kick that ball onto the rest of Guestoberfest. Stay watch tuned. We're going to do its weird thing where it comes back to us. And then it turns, it goes eight feet and then comes back. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Greg. And this, and this has been. been Dead, Dead Time, time stories. stories. Thank you for listening. Yay. Scooby-Doo, boo-boo-doo. Dead Time Stories. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Ferguson. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Remy Slackman. 